0: You guys may be seated. Welcome to Elevato. You guys caught that. Praise God. We're going to continue our sermon series, The Unique God. We didn't see some of y'all ne- last week. Um, actually, I think I saw most of you guys last week. But some of you I didn't see. Some people coming here. We had one week without Elevate, but how many of you came to the conference last week? Make some noise. Woo! Amen. It was such a. It was such a great time, man. God really spoke to us as a church, spoke to us as believers. We're going to continue, though. Last time we met, we were speaking about God as what? The creator, right? So God as creator, and how God created everything we see, and how God in himself is unique as Trinity, and without God being Trinity, And without him being independent, right, then he can't exist. He needs to be independent. All the other gods are dependent. They're dependent on things. Every other worldview is dependent on other things. Everything in this world is dependent. You're dependent on your heart to pump blood to your brain so that you could live. You were dependent on your parents to create you, your parents were dependent on their parents. Oxygen, right? We think about oxygen. The atoms are dependent on one another. Nothing in this world is independent. Everybody say, but God. God. But God is independent, right? We learned a word called contingent, right? God is necessary. He's not contingent on anything. So today we're going to be talking about God as Father. Everybody say, Papa. Papa. Everybody say, Abba. Papa. Everybody say, Dada. <laughs> right? Some of y'all, your first word was Dada. Unless you're different, like, so my mom's name, she was Puerto Rican, she was dark-skinned, so everyone called her Negrita. So it was a nickname, Puerto Ricans, and and some Latinos, they they call you Gordo, they call you Negrita, they call you Blanca. So everyone, I lived with my aunt and my mom, and they always called her Negrita. So my first words were actually Negrita. Yep, that was my first word. I never called my mom, Mom, I called her Negrita right? So, it's just a funny little thing. But we understand God as Father. I asked my class, uh, my eighth grade class, I asked them, when did you come to know that God was Father, or did you just know that? As soon as you knew about God, you knew Him as Father. Uh, A lot of them rose their hand, half of them rose their hand that, yeah, God has always been like Father, right? Like, that's always been that. Uh, others didn't raise their hand. They raised, said, I didn't find out until I was like in fifth grade, fourth grade, this is a Christian school. So God as Father is something that's very unique. Everybody say unique. We are talking about a unique God. God is not a copy of other myths, of other religions. We learned that last week when it comes to creation, other gods created creation Uh a lot of them were part of creation and then created amongst creation, but they did it because they were lonely, because they wanted to enslave people and everything, but God did it for a different reason. And we look to this that God did it uniquely, and it's because he's a father. People always try to make the case that every faith is the same. That's nonsense. Everybody say baloney, right? I don't like baloney, and I don't like what they're saying there because it's not true. Religions are not the same. They're different. Uh, Surface level, they may seem the same. They say, well, God's the same for everyone, right? So you're you're Muslim, you're Hindu, or whatever. We're all worshiping the same God at the end of the day, right? I mean, your God is in my religion. My God is in your religion. Uh, this is surface level understanding, right? Surface level understanding. The thinking very shallow. Just because your God says if you murder someone, that's wrong, and my God says if you murder someone that's wrong, doesn't make them the same God, okay? My God says don't worship any other God. Your God says, you he doesn't say anything on that. There, there's a problem there. Your God says that, and we'll learn today, that he has no son. My God says that he makes sons and daughters by uh, by his son Jesus, right? So we have to understand is that just because surface level, a God says don't steal, don't kill, you know, don't, uh, don't commit adultery, right? Doesn't mean the same. For example, Islam says that you can lightly beat your wife, right? Islam says that in the Quran, it says that. Now, if I ever lay hands on my wife, just understand that I will be in the hospital. Okay, if it ever happens, right? If I'm in the hospital one day and Karina's her mugshots on the picture, just know what happened. I went crazy. Now, God, that ain't gonna happen, right? That ain't gonna happen. I know, I know, and I love the Lord, right? But those that follow the Quran, that follow the teachings of Islam, you know, that sandwich was a little stale, right? Like, hey, I thought I told you to clean my clothes, right? But that's okay. In America, we call that domestic abuse. But to them, it says that that's good, good teaching. You're teaching your wife. Is our God the same? That's Allah. Allah is saying to Muhammad to tell people to do that. That sounds a lot different than what the Bible says about how God tells us to treat our wives, to love them as Christ loved the church. Do you see how once you break through the surface, religions are different. Christ, who honored women, who freed and liberated women, is compared to this man named Krishna. Krishna used to sneak over to the bathhouse, the ladies' bathhouse, and peep. He was a peeping tom. He was a pervert. Yet Krishna is compared to Christ because he said something like love your neighbor as yourself, right? But what does he mean by love? You see, once you dig dig past the the surface level, comparisons, you'll see something different. And this is why it's important. It's because if we know who God is, we know who we are. Everybody say, no God. Say, no self. If you know God, you know self. That's why it's important to know who your God is. And if we know God as father, then we'll be known as what? Sons. Sons and daughters as children. Not every religion sees God as father, but the Bible reveals God to be a father. So we can trust in this God, our father, who loves us. So when we think about how every religion doesn't view God as father, We'll look at a few, and I want to talk about three big ones. If we can go to the slide about Islam. Oh, actually, if we can go to Matthew chapter 6. I just want you to see where God talks about us as Father. Matthew 6 is the Lord's Prayer. Anybody know it by heart? You'll get a, you won't get a dollar from me because I still owe Josie. I can't get to more debt. Um, Well, it's already up there, right? It's kind of weirdly highlighted, Some weird colors. All right. On the count of three, everybody say the first two lines. One, two, three. This is Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray, and he says, our Father. You see the inclusiveness there? You see the possession there? This is our Father in heaven. This is our Father. So we understand that Jesus himself calls God our Father. And he says that's actually how you're supposed to address him. This is how you address God in prayer. It doesn't say, dear God, from which all blessings flow. You know, there's nothing. It's personal. It's familiar. Yet at the same time, it understands how holy God is. So this is Jesus kind of breaking the stereotype of what God is or who God is. But not every religion would agree with this prayer by Jesus. Some would say, no, Jesus, that's not how you speak to God, okay? So let's go to Islam. If we can go to that slide, please. I was talking to a Muslim last week in evangelism. Marco talked to him right after. He didn't like TJ. That's how I got, started talking to him. Victor was there. Victor, Victor was ready to defend me just in case anything went crazy. I was like, Victor, it's all right. But TJ had an argument with the guy before. I guess he's always there. But he was like, man, you know that, that guy right there in the red shirt, man, he's always telling me I'm wrong. And I'm like, well, you think I'm wrong too? He's like, no, no, we basically worship the same God. I'm like, no, no, right off the bat. And this is what I went to. I said, your God has no sons. Your God has no sons. And this is what his religion would say, Surah 518, it says, and both the Jews and the Christians say, we are the children of Allah and his loved ones say, why then does he punish you for your sins? Nay, you are but human beings of those he created. He forgives whom he wills, he punishes them whom he wills, and to Allah belongs the minion of heaven and earth and all that is between them, and to him return of all. So basically the Quran is saying this, you guys are all calling God father and saying you're his children, but he's going to punish you for your sins still. What what Islam often does is it tries to talk about the Bible, but it completely misunderstands. For example, the Trinity in the the Quran is not the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's actually Father, Son, and Mary. So they honestly think that the Trinity is not the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but it's Mary. And when I put it up to that dude, he was like, oh, but you got to, and he didn't even understand what I was saying. The, The whole thing is that they completely misunderstand what we're saying. If you're a child of God, the Bible says you've been made perfect in love. Therefore, there is no fear because fear has to do with punishment. In, in Islam, it's saying that his children are going to be punished. Why would they say that? Well, it's probably because the Quran teaches them to beat their kids senseless. I don't know. It's probably because stuff like that, probably because they didn't understand how to be a father. If you apostatize in their religion, you could be killed. So if Abby, if you were ever raised Muslim and you decided to stop being Muslim, you could probably be killed by your own dad. You see, and you'll see the YouTube apologists for Muslims, the Muslim YouTubers, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're okay with that. If, but we want the government to do it. So maybe instead of your dad doing, your dad will take you to the government and say, stone my daughter right now, behead her, she's become a Christian. So you got to understand that this guy, Mohammed, he's messed up, doesn't understand God, all right? And this is not the same God. It says in the next thing, praise to Allah who has not taken a son and has had no partner in his dominion and has no need of a protector out of weakness and glorify him with great glorification. Another misunderstanding. They think just because the father, right, has the son, okay, and the son has the father and the spirit is in them as well, they think it's because they're weak and that they need some type of help. Like God was unable to create the world. They don't understand that it's not that God created the sun to create the world. That's what Jehovah's Witnesses believe. This is the nature of God. This is our prerequisite. This is like saying, oh, ha you humans are so weak because you need to breathe. No, humans just breathe. That's how we function. We need to breathe. We, we breathe, okay? We do this. We breathe. <sighs> or you humans are so weak, you need to eat. No, well, this is how we function. We, we eat. We have stomachs. No, no, don't expect us to act like a dolphin, okay? Don't expect us to act like a bird and fly. Humans walk. God is three in one. It's not that he needs to be three in one or that he wants to be three in one. It's that he is Trinity. God is triune. So they they misunderstand that on purpose too. So what what is Allah's relationship to those who believe him? Well, first and foremost, the Quran says this, if you do wrong, Allah hates you. If you ever think about being Muslim in this place, I want to let you know, right now, Allah hates you. Okay, the Quran says that God hates you. That's what the Quran says. If you're a sinner in this place, there's a lot for you to do in order to be right with Allah. And even if you get right with Allah, guess what? You'll only be a slave. You'll only be a slave. No closer. That's your relationship with this God. You're a slave. What kind of twisted mentality is that? That no matter what you do, you're always going to be a slave. You're an orphan forever. So understand that is that their God doesn't have any sons, and he hates sinners, hates them. And he, he doesn't just hate them like he hates their sin, and he wants them to be with them. No, no, the Quran says to kill all infidels you got to understand that this is not the same God. This God is not a father to the fatherless. This God is not a defender of widows. He doesn't lead the prisoners out singing. This God is evil. This God is a demon. Understand that. Twisted deception is what got Muhammad to write the Quran, who was called a madman, madman Muhammad. So understand that. If we can go to the Vedas, Hinduism. The Vedas is is their holy book. And it says that Brahma, right, which is the elephant dude, okay, Brahma, and it's just like what we said in Romans 1, what? They turned away from the true living God, and what? They served to worship gods that looked like living things. One of the oldest religions, and what were they worshiping? Something that looked like a living thing, an elephant. And this elephant, well, he, one of his incarnations is an elephant. He created the world, some Hindus say, because he was lonely, because he was lonely. Think about that. How can someone who is lonely set the lonely in families? This guy could never do that. And not only that, but this God is now not involved with anything because he has to create another God, or another God is needed, Shiva. And Shiva, she preserves all the other God, or the, everything. But then there's another God that he creates, or that is a part of him, and that is the destroyer God. So, brahma creates and then he just dips he's like a he's like a deadbeat dad like deadbeat creator he just creates the world and he dips no one worships him no one glorifies him the creator in this religion is nothing but a puppet a tool and then you have in the power uh and then you have this See, there's there's no love there's no care there's no relationship with this creator this can't possibly be the same god can't be but yet people want to make it seem. You see, when you cut through the surface later, yeah, there's a creator, because when you look into the sky, every person is asking the same thing. Well, who created this, right? God reveals about who did it and how he did it, but if you deny that, you're often to think that some God who looks like an elephant must have created it. It's ridiculousness. Now, if we go to Buddhism, Buddhism teaches us there is no God but the universe, and, that does, and this universe does not love you. That's the truth. Buddhism, uh, Buddhism has no creator of God to explain the origin of the universe. Instead, it teaches us that everything depends on everything else. What was I talking about? So if everything depends on everything else, there needs to be still something that doesn't depend on anything. Or otherwise, you're just going to keep going back to, well, who created everything? So they have no answer to that. Buddha, in all his wisdom, couldn't think of that he was too busy busy abandoning his wife and his child because our god who sets the lonelier families this this self-glorifying stupid religion tells you to abandon everything abandon everything so buddha had a wife had a child and you know who he called it he's the one that created the expression oh that's my ball and chain So he dipped because his wife and his kids, as rich as he was, Buddha, if you want to talk about privilege, Buddha was as privileged as they got. He was a rich prince who got tired of being rich, so he dipped. I mean, if you think about it, we have a lot of people like that in Chicago. We have a lot of people like that in the suburbs, right? So understand this. There are obvious errors in this logically, as in who created what depends on everything? Who created everything? We could just continue to go back in that. But just on a personal standpoint, there is no love from the universe. And you'll see lots of Buddhists. Buddhists, they understand that there's nihilism. There's nothing. There's no meaning. There's no purpose. You only get that from no God. So there is no God. There is no power. There's only some kind of false type of self-righteousness in this religion. There is only orphans in this religion. Only orphans. So we got to understand is that no other religion sees God as father. No other religion, no other book that people ascribe to sees God as father. None. You may have in the Greek gods them impregnating a bunch of people, but then they just leave. And those people have no right to be called the child of their god. So we understand is that in Christianity, in this awesome, awesome God-inspired scripture, God is revealed to us as Father, but nowhere else. Nowhere else. And it matters. Because in every other religion, in every other belief system, right, humans are devalued. They're puppets. They're slaves. They're, they're basically accidents. We already hear that about people enough. You go to your God, your God's going to be saying the same thing. It's powerless. There is no one behind their religion. But when we look to God in the Bible, if we can go to the Christian slide, we can see that he is specifically, specifically revealed to us. It's important to understand him as Father. It says, God created mankind in his own image. All these other gods need an image. They need you to make an image. If you guys ever just bump your head one day and say, I'm going to become Buddhist one day. I want to let you know that fat, bald-headed thing that you put food on and pennies on will not hear you. It will not listen to you. I saw a picture of them trying to take some, some Mary and some Buddha in a flood. And the caption was this. Isn't it crazy how they have to save their own gods and they expect their gods to save them? How are you going to these idols are deaf and mute, yet people worship them? You know what they do to meditate? They just try to think of nothing. How ridiculous is that? They did a test just to see how much peace was in their head and they used brain activity. There was more static going on than the people that were actually praying. So we have to understand is that these people create God in their own image. That's why they look like animals. That's why they look like people. But our God, he created us in his image. You see, God doesn't want an idol. He doesn't want something, a a graven image for us to worship. He already has placed his image in you. What does that mean for us? That means that we are uniquely tied to God. That means when he created us, he created us to be like him. All these other religions expect you to be like anything but them. Matter of fact, their gods usually become like the people they created. So, with our God, he creates us with a purpose. Allah said he didn't want no partners. God created Adam to be his partner, created him in his image, a father. Then it says, God is revealed as a father of creation. If we can go to Malachi 2.10 really quickly. Malachi 2.10. It says there in Malachi 2.10. Are you there already or? Yes. Do we not all have one father? Everybody say one father. Did not one God create us? Everybody say one one God. Then it says, why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another? You see, God revealed Himself to be a father to a nation. So He's a father of people. No other religion has done that. What they do is they play games with their people, they stay silent on their people. But our God, right, He expects us to understand that He is their God, He is their Father. But not only that, it says in the, uh, if we continue to back to the slide, go back to the slide, please. God is revealed to be the father of creation, right? It says, Lord, uh, we have one God who is creator. If we can go to Isaiah 64, uh, verse eight, God of people, Isaiah 64, verse eight actually says both. So let's just go there for a second. God is revealed as father of creation. He's also revealed as a father of people. It says, yet you, Lord, are our father. Everybody say Our father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are the work of your hand. You see the, the preciousness of God. The God holds us as precious. You ever seen the YouTube videos with the potters? You ever seen that? The, the potters, right, where they zoom up. You see how cool that looks? If you, pottery, you ever seen that? Okay, doesn't that stuff look cool? You, do you not see how careful they are? They're not being wild with it. Some of you guys are a little wild, right? I wouldn't trust you with clay. You might might just throw it up. You may just say, man, forget this. You may just smash it all together. But they're careful. See, God is careful with those he calls children. So we have to understand is that God is a father of creation. He is a father of people. These other gods are not careful with their people. They're not. They send them out to die. They send them out to uh, commit all types of sins. They impregnate them and leave them. They do all these types of things to them. But our God is different. He's unique. Now, God, and this may be a little, this is, this is going to be an awesome thing for you guys to understand, is that God is revealed to be the father of our Lord. If we go back to the slide, go to John, actually go to John chapter 20, verse 17. So God is revealed to be the Father of the believers, Lord. And who is our Lord? Who is our Lord? Who is our Lord? Jesus, Jesus is our Lord, and He calls him his Father. But again, he doesn't just say my Father. You got to understand what Jesus is. Jesus is the first fruit. Jesus is how to human. If you don't know how to human, Jesus came in the flesh to show us how to human. And he says, Jesus, Jesus, he's not an atheist either. Amen. Not an atheist. He didn't say God doesn't exist or I have no God. He's not a fool. He says, do not hold on to me. When he was about to get crucified, he's telling them I'm going to die. Uh, but he says, I'm going to resurrect for I have not yet ascended to the father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father. And to my God and your God. So you understand here is that Jesus is the reason why we get to call God Father. When we believe in Jesus, we now have God as Father. This is a good thing to understand. This is a good thing to believe. It's important because without this, we are orphans. Without this, there is no freedom. Without this, there is no prayer. You got to understand: if God is not your Father, there is no prayer. Do you know what they have to do in order to uh, in order to get close to their God? They do a lot of ritual tra- uh, traditions. They have to do ceremonies. They have to do all these things in order to have an opportunity to get close to their God. In some religions, you just have to do what has been told of you to do. So if that means go into war and kill as many people as you can, then you'll be accepted by your God. Then that's what it means. You see, you have to do in order to be accepted. But with Christ, he did all the work so that you could know you're accepted. God, the Father, accepts humanity based on the sacrifice of his son. That is what's different about these other religions. It's because the gods don't sacrifice themselves. They only sacrifice their creation. If you are deceived right now and believing there are other gods because of all these other fancy ways of dressing it up, you only can dress up a zombie in so many ways before you realize it's dead, right? Like, you only can do it in so many ways. Anybody ever seen that one with, uh, I think, Jesse McCartney? I know you guys haven't heard that name in a while. That zombie movie, that zombie love movie. You've seen it, Will. You seem like the type to watch a zombie movie. You know a bunch of low-key movies, that's why. You probably have. So the point of this movie is that there's this guy, everybody's zombies, and this guy wakes up as a zombie, and he falls in love with a, a, a girl who's alive. But they have to come to grips that he's dead. I don't know how it ends. I just only saw the trailer, but I thought it was super interesting. Becomes a human, right? But now, how, how can you dress something up? Like, you know, I think about these shows that pretend these dead people are alive and everything. How long does it take before you realize that it's dead? You guys that are thinking other religions may be true, I want you to just, don't just look into it in a shallow sense. Look deep into it. See how dead it is. In its core, it is dead. In its core, Buddha was a lost man who never found peace. He never ended suffering in his life because he died. In his core, Muhammad was a pervert who wanted to die and go to heaven to have 72 virgins. He was a perverted man who had a nine-year-old wife, uh, and he took his adopted son's wife as his own. In his core, he was a madman. Hindus, whoever wrote the Vedas, and his core, they were perverted, confused, lost people in need of saving. But Jesus in his core, the light of the world, the light of the world, the lamb of God who was slain. He's the sacrifice for our sins, the sacrificial love, the demonstration of real love. So we have a different God. We have a God who is alive, a God who is love and a God who is a father so the fatherless. So we have to understand that. If I could have uh, Melanie to the the keys, please. You see, it is important. Matter of fact, it is a, it is essential to understand God as father. It's a primary belief. If you've been looking, if you've been listening to Old heads on the block. If you've been listening to old dudes in your life, if you've been listening to these people that don't know God and they, can t- they try to tell you about some theology, listen. don't listen to them anymore. Your drunk uncle is not a theologian. The dude across the street that's trying to tell you about Islam, bro, he don't know nothing. Just because he found the Quran in a prison cell and he thinks just because the, white ma- the Christianity is the white man's religion, which he's wrong, if you have a question about that, you can come and see me. Christianity was started in Africa not in Africa, but in the Middle East, went to Africa, then went to Europe. Think about who Philip preached to, the Ethiopian. You guys don't understand this, is that a lot of people don't get it, that they're being deceived. They think every God is the same. We can coexist. I just showed you right now how no God is like our God. No God is a father to the fatherless. No God will defend the widows. No God, but our God you guys could all stand please if we can go to john chapter 1 11 through 12 this is the last scripture you see when you know you are loved by god as a father he loves you you can trust him so now that you know he loves you now that you know he cares for you you trust him believe him john chapter 1 11 through 12 You see, because the truth of the matter is we are not all children of God in this place. Not everyone is a child of God. Not everyone has that right. But it says right here, when Jesus came, he came to that which was his own, his own people. But his own people did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become a child of God. You see, this is not something you're born with. This is something that you're given. This is something that you were born again with. You need a new life in order to have this Father. You need to believe the Son and receive Him in order to be born again. And the fact of the matter is that many of you have come to this service many times, but you have not yet received the Son, so you have no Father and you're still an orphan. But God right now is calling you out of your sin. He's calling you out of your loneliness. He's calling you out of your addiction. And he's telling you, I want to save you. I want to be your father. So this is what you could do. Put your trust in him. If we can have our altar workers come up, please. There is no other way. Many people are seeking love. The word today or the song that came out of TJ that God gave him was he gives us our joy. He gives us our peace. If we open our heart to him, he'll give us everything we need. You see, God, he's not like the other gods. But more importantly, he's not like the people that you've had in your life before. He's unique. You open your heart to him. You give him your life. You give him the things you want to hold on to. You will not be put to shame because God is greater than that he's greater than that the first call for altar and and men with men women with women the first call is going to be for anyone that is doubting what the Bible says to be true about God let's say you you've been on TikTok you've been seeing what people have been saying you've seen some videos you're like man I'm starting to have doubts is God my father are there other gods listen I want to let you know come up to these altars we'll talk through these things We won't get mad at you. We want you to be firm in your faith. We want you to understand there is no God like our God. There is none. And for those that are not a child of God, James helps us understand who the children of God are and who who they aren't. Obviously, this is the only way to be a child of God. It's to trust him. It's to trust Jesus, to believe in his name, to receive him. How do you know you've received him and you've believed him? The Bible says that those who do what is right, they are called children of God. Those who do what is wrong, they are called children of the devil. Listen, I want to let you know in this place you are leaving either one or two ways. A child of the devil on his way to hell. Or a child of God saved, set apart, loved, and cared for, acknowledging his presence in your life. There's only two ways you're leaving this place tonight. Which way do you want to leave? I know that I'm glad and I praise God. It's not nothing of my own that I'm a child of God. It's nothing of my own that I'm saved. It is by his grace, it is by his love, it is by the sending of his son and the shedding of his blood that I am made new and a son of God. If everyone could bow their heads and close their eyes, Melanie's gonna lead us in a song, and as she sings, I want you to really contemplate are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Have you been given that rights? Have you believed in the Son? Have you received Him? Father, speak to us today, Lord. God, we want to be your children, God. We want to be a part of your family, Lord. We want to receive your grace and your mercy, Lord. Right now, God, I pray for healing in this young man. Lord, I pray for freedom, Jesus. Freedom, Jesus. Lord, I pray for AJ. God. Set him apart, Lord. Right now, God, to be a child of God. Lord. To know you. Lord. To trust you all his days, Lord. It Come on, there are no orphans in his presence. There are no lonely in his presence. Begin to praise God. Trust him. Call out in his name. Become a child of God tonight. want to say something right before we dismiss in prayer if I can have everyone look at me unless you're praying many people your age and my age what they're doing is they're trying to search for themselves they're trying to find themselves they're trying to see who they are they're trying to come to a realization or epiphany of what they were made to do or not made to do what they so happen to have to do and I want to let you know that they're all lost they're all lost you can't know who you are unless you know your father you see a lot of us we don't know our dads a lot of us we don't know our fathers and I I I myself I don't know my biological dad I didn't even find out that I I found out at 18 that my biological dad left that the dad who was taking care of me wasn't my real dad at 18 I had to deal with some type of internal crisis but thank God I was saved And I realized, I was like, listen, I may not know where I come from. I may not know my history or whatever. But at the end of the day, I I know my God. And my God says he's my father. So if I know God, then I can know myself. I don't have to go searching the seven seas and go across the nation to be like, who am I? I just open open this word. I close my eyes eyes to pray. And I see God's face and I know myself. He tells me who I am. I don't need the world. I don't need no one's opinion. I don't need anybody to tell me who I am. I have my Father. And I want to give you the freedom to believe that as well. You don't need your neighborhood to tell you who you are. You don't need your family to tell you who you are. You don't need your friends to tell you who you are. You need the Father. He'll tell you who you are. Father, I thank you, Lord, because we have you, Lord. God, you are our God. You are our Father, Lord. And there's no one that can take you from our grasp, Lord. And there's none that can take us from your grasp, Lord. You are in us and we are in you, Lord, and you love us. God, we thank you for this love, Lord, that found us when we were not looking, God. We thank you for this love that cares for us when we are indifferent. We thank you for this love that cares for us and has us even when we run away, Lord. You drink, you bring us near, God. Lord, even when we are hurt, you are ready to heal, God I pray Lord that you fulfill us you complete us Lord. Father and you God we know who we are God. So I pray that today in every heart of these youth Lord that they would acknowledge who you are God. That they would see that you are their God, that they would see that you are their father and they would see that you are theirs and they are your ch- their children God. I pray that they have you have their way. You're at- you have your way in their lives Lord. That they live for you and you alone, God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Man, you're dismissed if you still want prayer for anything.